0: Hi everyone, today we're with Mathieu. Um, We're at King's Cross uh, Coles Drop Yard. Hi Mathieu! Hi everyone, I'm Mathieu. Um, So would you like to tell us about your dissertation? Uh, Yeah, of course. Um, So I did my dissertation on the right to be forgotten and how to reconcile that right with the freedom of expression. Uh, You might not have heard about the right to be forgotten, but basically it comes from a ruling in uh, 2014 uh, called Google Spain. It's a European Court of Justice ruling uh, That basically gives the right to individuals um, in the EU to ask uh, any search engines But most probably Google because uh, they dominate the the monopoly on the European market Um, to uh, so you can ask Google to delist or the index, um, a result that appears uh, in the search um, result list when you search your name, when the um, the re- the result links to uh, personal information available by you, and if the information is no longer relevant, it's irrelevant, um, outdated, or um, inaccurate. Uh, and so basically it gives you back power um, on what can be uh, uh, publicly available by you on the internet um, compared to um, the power of Google to um, show results. But obviously your right to, um, to take that link away uh, and so to um, render the access to this information harder uh, because you don't erase the information, that's the right to erasure, which you find in GDPR. Um, but it's it's very different. Uh, you only make the access to the information harder. Um, so your right to be forgotten is someone else's right to remember or um, right to access the information, which is protected by the right to freedom um, of expression and information. So we have two uh, fundamental rights um, clashing. Um, and so my dissertation focused on how to reconcile the, the two. Um, and so one one way to do it is to um, better define what's the, uh, the public interest. Because uh, the European Court of Justice, uh, as a rule, um, uh, decided that the right to be forgotten of individuals would um, override uh, the public interest in the information. Uh, and their freedom of uh, information um, except in the cases where the what the public has a public interest in information because of the public nature of the, the individual so uh, but they didn't define it <laughs> so um uh, you need to better define the public interest so what is relevant to the public uh, discourse and then um, you know built in building um, some um, some exceptions on public health ground uh, for archives for uh, historical uh, research uh, because obviously there is um, a risk that people will want to hide information about them uh, like criminal records um, that may be relevant to the public and uh, then because of um, the special nature of the internet uh, I gave uh, technological solutions so the way you can um, you know, regulate the Internet. It's with the code, uh, which influences its architecture. So um, building the, for example, the Google search engine code, um, a way of putting old results down the bottom. So you, almost, you only see up to date and relevant information about the person and not uh, old and detrimental information about them. Um, obviously, with some exceptions in the code as well. Um, or develop a privacy um, first uh, technologies, but obviously then uh, you have an economic interest that don't uh, support this. <laughs> <laughs> and is this a global right? Um, so it's not a global right, it's a global right um, in the sense that uh, it's um, Google will enforce uh, the right to be forgotten, um, so we'll take down the result on EU domain. So. Um, google.fr, google.it, um, google.uk before, uh, but it will not do that in the U.S. Um, or any other country, um, especially in the U.S. because the right to be forgotten clashes with the first amendment right, um, which protects freedom of expression. Um, uh, because uh, actually there was a case where a French court tried to um, force Google to do uh, Uh, apply the right to be forgotten uh, globally Um, But obviously Google was like no (laughs) Uh, So the solution was that um, Google uh, only takes it out uh, on EU domain So that's why it's global, but it's local because it's reserved uh, uh, in the EU And is it hard to uh, apply or to ask for your uh, something to be removed or unlisted from the internet? Um, So it's not hard uh, in the sense Uh, that uh, if you type uh, right to be forgotten form on Google it will bring you to uh, a Google form where you can request Um, so the 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 request is quite um, uh, seamless however um, you're not guaranteed uh, that it's gonna be granted so Google is gonna decide whether uh, you you have a claim uh, to the right to be forgotten and if it grants it Uh, which opens up a lot um, a a big lot of issues um, of like private justice because you don't have accountability and you don't have transparency because they will just tell you um, if they took it if they if they accept or if they don't accept and they don't really justify it Uh, and also they don't notify the um, content publisher Mm -hmm. um so for example uh if you hide a link to like an article the journalists won't know and so it's a bit of an issue because they don't have a right to reply and explain why it's important uh and it also clashes with with their right to uh free expression and freedom of media um so yeah and uh, i mean calls for transparency and accountability have uh have been made to google um but at the moment, they have not released. Uh, they release samples of what they uh, what they think uh, deserves the right to be forgotten and what doesn't. Um, and so, one of my solutions was also on um, use the Google case law uh, to um, to that to give a catalog of situations where the right to be forgotten will be granted in cases where it won't. So EU citizens know. Uh, know know when Google has to give them the right to be forgotten, basically. That's super interesting, thank you. And um, would you say that people are aware of this right? Um, So from my uh, understanding, not really, because uh, every time I would speak of my dissertation, they would have heard of uh, the right to be forgotten. Uh, vaguely, but they didn't know what it meant. Okay. Even I didn't know what it meant uh, before I started uh, I thought it was the right to erasure, but actually it's different. I thought so, too <laughs> Amber thought so, too <laughs> um, So uh, then when I would explain, it, okay, that makes sense um, But yeah, from, from t- talking about it, um, I feel like people don't really know it exists Or they know it exists, but they don't really know what it entails, how to enforce it, how to use it uh, and i think it's um in the coming years when uh, we all start to work um mm-hmm. maybe uh you know all pictures will appear uh, in the search <laughs> results uh or like uh comments that you made or um uh from your like Result that link to your social uh, media activity that might be detrimental to you, and I think that's when the right to be forgotten is the most useful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to erase your uh, younger self mistakes. Um, so does it work with social media as well? Uh, yeah. So, for example, if you type uh, Amber and <laughs> and you find a, um, I don't know, a picture of you passed out <laughs> because of alcohol uh, on Facebook, you can uh, Google will take down the link to the. To the facebook post and so your employee won't see that uh it's on okay. they, they won't see it as the first results okay um so i think it's important that people like get to know their digital rights uh, more especially in the eu which has been at the forefront of uh, personal data protection um, since 1995. um fun fact <laughs> it's <laughs> the only um uh, well, it's the EU has um, a, a charter of fundamental rights and it's the only human rights treaty that recognizes a personal data protection right. Wow well thank you so much Mathieu and um, have a lovely day everyone